Hello and welcome to the latest edition of From the Dugout. Today I'm joined by Motherwell assistant boss Keith Lasley. To look into his coaching career so far, we'll look ahead to the new season starting, talk about things like recruitment, match preparation and Keith's hopes and ambitions for the future. Keith, first of all, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Two weeks away from the big restart, it's been a while. You, you must be looking forward to, to getting back to it. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. Um, you know, I think everyone is. I think um, this pre-season was always going to be a little bit different from from every other one for obvious reasons. Um, but you know, we feel as if we've managed it pretty well um, in terms of you know all the different protocols that had to be in place and continue to to do so. But you know, we're delighted with the shape of the players and the preparation that we've done so far. And as you said, still got. Uh, a couple of weeks really and a couple of games pre-season games left now to before the kick-off at Ross County so yeah I think the, the closer it edges uh, day by day you know you can just see the um, you know the training uh, getting sharper and uh, you know the, the the mind starting to really focus on that that game at Dingwall on the 3rd of August How has that been in terms of only getting the green light a couple of weeks ago to go back to, to competitive action You've then got to, obviously, I would imagine that there was friendlies kind of penciled in, but you now know that you're able to to play these closed-door friendlies, a lot of them against teams that are in the same league as well, which is a bit unique. So you're kind of getting that opportunity to maybe suss out some of your opponents for the early stages of the season? Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's different, definitely. Um I think it's almost kind of make it up as you go along. Even and I don't say that as disparagingly. I mean, you know, even in the the from a league point of view, and I don't think there is any other way of doing it at the moment. Unfortunately, you know, I think you can just really go with um, you know how the situation is in the country as a whole, first and foremost, in terms of the coronavirus itself and the the um, the, the the rates of infection and things like that. And I think you know football has been given special dispensation, if you like. Um, with the measures that we've put in place around testing and you know a socially distant training at start, uh, but it all has been hinged on one thing, and that is the general, um, as I say, the general uh, situation in the country going in the right direction, and thankfully that has been the case. Um, so, like you know, all the clubs, we've been given direction almost on a weekly basis of of you know what we can and what we can't do from the the joint response group. And thankfully for us and for all the clubs, it has it is going in the right direction, as I say. So. As the days and weeks have went on, we've managed to, uh, you know, ramp up the training, and then, as you say, then move into, you know, the games. Obviously, with uh, restrictions round about it, um, but you know, at least we are we are uh, back into to playing pre-season matches. You know, there, there, there's still some challenges within that in terms of the, the team squads. For instance, you know, we just have one squad of players now. In your usual pre-season, you'd, you'd have a, a first team squad and a reserve squad, and you'd be um, you know, uh, arranging games accordingly. Um, what it has meant with just having the one squad of players, it is tricky to try and a little bit trickier to, to manage minutes within the squad. Um, uh, but you know, every club's in the same the same position, so uh, you know, I, I think it's everybody's in the same boat. Uh, there's no real benefit for for one squad over another squad. It's as I say, everybody's. Um, you know, trying to do the same things and and trying to prepare as best we can in a difficult situation. But as I said before, you know, given you know the planning that we had to put in place, um, you know, you, you've always got all these plans and how you you hope training's going to go. And I've got to say, you know, the, the club have been fantastic in uh, terms of the, the the support they've given us and the, the protocols that we've put in place to let us train the players as, as best we can. As I said, in a difficult situation, so no, it's 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 been different. But as I said, in this situation, we are you know as happy as we can be really in terms of where we feel the players are at physically, and mentally, and um, you know we've just got to hope uh, you know that that continues. The situation in the country keeps going in the right direction, and we can get back playing meaningful football uh, on that first weekend in August. In terms of the communication between the coaching staff, how, how difficult was that during the the kind of main part of the pandemic where there was obviously staff at the football club furloughed, there was a lot of uncertainty about when football was going to return. At the same time, though, a lot of the recruitment's been done pretty early, I suppose keeping in mind the fact that the, 
the transfer window will be open until October. You've got five or six new faces in, but you've got to kind of get them embedded into the squad quickly and, and maybe kind of go about your business a bit swifter due to the fact that there has been that limited time or limited window to act. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was such a surreal situation, you know, right from the start, something that none of us had, had um, ever experienced. Um, so it was, you know, I say make it up as we go along in terms of the joint response group and Scottish football as a whole. It really was the same, I'm sure, all the coaching staffs and management uh, across the the country were of the same, that, you know, you were reacting on a daily basis, you were... Um, you know, it was an ever-changing picture. Um, you know, some early reports. You know, some uh, one one week you maybe never thought you were going back to, uh, you know, in the autumn or even maybe the new year at one point. And then you know, all of a sudden you, you know you are going to get the chance to go back and train. Um, you know, it was just a constantly constant changing picture. So, you know, I think what we had to have. Um, and most people had was was two or three or four different plans, you know, different uh, schedules for going back to train. Even within those schedules, different um, plans in terms of what the training was going to look like, what you were going to be allowed to do, what you weren't going to be allowed to do. And then on to things like recruitment in terms of where would the budget be? You know, how how deep, um, you know, are, are the cuts we're going to have to make and how long are the, you know, we're going to be without fans, for instance, and trying to project that forward actually, you know, as a football club as well, which is obviously still a challenge at this moment in time. So um, it was about having three or four or five different plans in place, to be honest, and trying to, um, you know, trying to have that adaptability um, to maybe even adapt within uh, are across two or three of those different plans to, to come out at the end of it with some sort of clear picture. So that's what we've tried to do. I think we've tried to be as flexible as we can and continue to do so and, and be ready to to react, um, you know, if, if there is a bump in the road or if we can maybe accelerate a bit quicker than we thought we would have to. And I mean that across the board. I mean that in terms of the training, in terms of the recruitment, in terms of the uh, you know the, the the games, so yeah, so yeah, it's it's doing as much planning as you can, um, and a surreal set of circumstances. Uh, and as I said before, you know we're pretty happy up to this point, even with with things like the recruitment. Um, you know we've managed to get the boys in that we have, um, because you know right from the start of this, that was you know always going to be one of the challenges as well in terms of the transfer market and transfer window, as you mentioned. You know where. When was that going to be? When was that going to be from and until? And, uh, you know, thankfully for us, we managed to get, you know, the lads in the building and we're delighted with that. Um, and, yeah, you know, as I said, we're, we're from where we were, you know, five, six weeks ago to where we are now, we're, we're certainly happy with the way things have, have turned out so far. And, of course, there was a bit of speculation that the manager made the part of the football club. He was interviewed for the, the Northern Ireland job. In the end, they opted for Ian Barraclough and I'm sure it was a, a massive relief to everyone at Motherwell that Stephen Robinson remains the manager and it can continue the, the stellar work that he's done over the last three years or so. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. You know, I think... Um... You know, I think you, you obviously knew the, gen, the 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 interest was genuine. Um, you know, you're never quite sure that's football. You know, these these things can happen. Somebody's doing a, a good job. They're going to be sought after. So, and I think particularly when it's your country, it's it's uh, you know I know how much the manager uh, it, you know loves you know being at the, this club and and driving it forward. But you know, I think when your country comes calling, it's it's a difficult. Uh, you know, you can certainly understand. Um, you know the interest and and uh, the mutual interest, if you like, in that in that in that role. So, um, listen, it's you know thankfully for us at Motherwell, from a purely selfish point of view, and uh, you know he's still the manager. I'm sure um, you know that job is there one day uh, for, for for the gaffer. Um, you know I would love to see him get it one day, um, but certainly just now, absolutely delighted he's staying at Motherwell. Um, and and as the man to, to to drive the club forward because I think the job he's done in the last three years has been has been phenomenal really and um, you know I can I can uh, vouch firsthand that it's certainly that interest in that uh, is, is is not uh, veered them off track in any way he's still as intense and as driven to to move this club forward as he is as I've ever seen him so 
um, you know, and that's great. You know, it's great for for me, myself and other coaching staff who are working alongside him, and I think it's great for the football club um, because you know we feel as if there's still a lot of improvement in this team, a lot of improvement in the the, the players individually. Um, and, and and collectively, and you know, an exciting season ahead with it, you know, with the, the domestic season, obviously, but obviously that added incentive of European football at the club for for the first time in a number of years. So, um, yeah, delighted he's here, and as I said, um, his enthusiasm is certainly unwavered in, in wanting to move this football club forward. Let's go back to your appointment as assistant manager at Motherwell back in the summer of, of 2017. You made the, the difficult decision to hang up your boots. A really successful playing career, particularly during your time at Motherwell. How difficult a decision was it to, to step away? I remember reading a few interviews after you got the role when you talked about how proud you were to have been asked to come on board as the assistant manager. But it was tinged with a bit of sadness and almost the realisation that your playing days were over. Was it? But is that kind of, I'm trying to kind of word it properly and in terms of a, was it a bit of a crossroads and a, a kind of difficult decision on the basis that you'd realised that playing days were gone? Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, I don't think there's any need to get away for that. You know, I think anybody that's coming to the to the end of their career, it's it's um, it's always going to be a difficult uh, a difficult call. I mean, sometimes it's not your call. Sometimes it's that call's given for you and, and given to you that your, your time's up. Uh, you know, I was in the position that I did actually have a, a year's playing contract left. Um, and deep down, you know, I still felt fit. I still felt fit enough to contribute, and that I think that was the that was the, the big decision I had to make. Uh, you know, what was that contribution going to be uh, as a player? Was I was I fit enough to still contribute? Yeah, I felt that, but I had to weigh that up against the you know the opportunity to to move into a side of the game that I'd been planning for for a number of years and at a football club that I loved, that I, you know, a, a prominent role within that football club to be the assistant manager. Um, and, you know, I, I think after weighing all that up, I, I just felt it was the right time, which was which was difficult um, because, um, you know, your playing days and playing football is, you know, if I go right back to the start of my career when I was, you know, well documented, I never left school to be an electrician, got my apprenticeship and never thought football was going to be that a career path for me really to get that chance you know it's something that that drove me to, to get the ma- absolute maximum out of it and that um drive to 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 never take it for granted so to, to actually not well give it up in a sense you know you're you're still moving within but it was a difficult decision you know because I, I i you know i absolutely love playing a player i love being a mobile player uh captain and you know being a big part of the the, the, the you know the the on the pitch, if you like, uh, for, for such a, a long period of time. So it certainly wasn't a, a light decision. I did have to take some time over it. But ultimately, as I said there, to, to, the, the opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to take up the assistant manager role was just, was just too much for me. And, and I felt as if I had to start looking forward. You know, I think it gets to a point in football where um, even if I had stayed on for that year, then what would the, what would come after that? You know, and and when you get to a certain age, um, although you maybe feel fit and uh, you could play that 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 kind of short term view of yeah, I can play the next six months, year, eighteen months, you know, for my family's sake and for my own sake, I had to start thinking a little bit longer term. And you know, I hoped that that was going to be in coaching, um, but you know, to get a chance in coaching in Scotland is is not a given, uh, no matter what your playing career is like. So. As I said, to get the chance to, to of the role that I did, then you know ultimately that was just too good to turn down. And how much a, a confidence boost was it that Stephen Robinson picked you for the role? He'd obviously been at the club as assistant manager. He then took over in the February March time of 2017. So he, he would have experienced you in and around the club as, as captain, as a coach with under 20s as well. That must have been a big boost that that the manager had that faith in you and and wanted you on board. Yeah, it was, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's it's one of those things that 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 you know he never seen me work extensively, but he must have seen enough in me that to see that that um, uh, you know I could maybe um, 
you know, take to the role, improve in the role, bring something that um, to, to the role that, that he wanted. And, you know, I'm certainly grateful for that. You know, obviously, as you say, I was I was helping Crags with the under-20s. Previous to that, I'd been doing a bit of work with the under-17s and gradually kind of just starting to build up, um, you know, coaching hours and build up the age group, if you like, to, to get closer to the, to, to the first team. But, you know, by no means was I coaching at that point extensively. You know, I certainly was only, it was still only maybe a day, a couple of days a week. But within that time, within a short period of time, you know, the, the manager must have seen something. You know, I've, I've not actually sat with him and spoke too in depth about it. I think what he hopefully saw, what I think he saw was a drive and somebody that would would want a, to be the best that he could possibly be, somebody that, that he, he maybe felt knew the football club, somebody that he felt um, that would would back him uh, to the hill, uh, would be honest with him and, and uh, you know, bring bring added value to the to the table basically is you know, knowing the manager as I do now, he he doesn't suffer fools gladly and I don't think he would make an appointment just for the sake of it. And and actually it was one of the big uh, you know, the biggest things that I spoke to the manager about and spoke to, you know, people at the club about was I don't I, I don't I don't want to be the assistant manager because I was Keith Lasley, the player, for, you know, 18, 17, 18 years, whatever it may be. I want to be there on merit and, you know, um, you know, I ho- hopefully I've shown that in the, in the three years that I've been in the role and um, that I'm serious about it, I'm passionate about it and, you know, that my underlying passion is the football club and I wouldn't even take the role if I felt as if it was a token gesture and um, to... to, to, to um, as I said, almost that, that uh, I don't know what the word is, I don't want to use the ambassadorial role, but you know, just almost a role given to somebody, just as I said, because they've been at the football club uh, for, for a certain uh, period of time. So that's certainly something that fueled me, was to show, show the manager, show my colleagues in terms of staff and coaches that I, I was capable of the job, I was competent, and show the players, you know, which I think is important because you're coming out of a dressing room and all of a sudden you're coming on to the other side of it and I think you've got to show the players that not only, um, you know, in terms of respect, uh, you've got to earn that respect. And I think you earn that through uh, competence in your job. And, you know, that's, as I said, that's what I was determined to do, particularly in that first kind of six months that I took on the role. How difficult was it in the change in the dressing room dynamic? You were obviously a respected figure and then around the club, you'd been there for, for many years. You were the club captain. But, to go from one of the boys to, to suddenly being in that kind of position of authority, was that a, a difficult transition to have to make? Um, yeah, I don't know how difficult it was. It was a transition. There was absolutely no doubt about it. Um, um, I, you know, I remember making a conscious effort. I remember going away and, and uh, you know, for the summer coming back, and you know, I had guys in that dressing room, particularly. You know, thinking the likes of Stevie Hamill first, obviously, you know, the one first one that comes to mind, but, you know, a guy that I've played with for 15 years and all of a sudden I'm controlling his training session, if you know what I mean. You know, I'm the one that's, you know, from being alongside him, you're, you're the one that's, um, uh, you know, not telling him, telling, telling him what to do, but certainly, you know, part of that process uh, on a daily basis. So, you know, that relationship's got to change. It's as simple as that. And, you know, I made a conscious effort when I came back to, to actually distance myself a little bit, you know, as a captain, you know, I was always kind of in amongst, in the middle of conversation and banter and, you know, uh, you know, things that are happening in the dressing room, you know. Uh, I was always, you know, just because of my role as a captain, as an experienced player, you always, I always felt as if I was kind of in amongst all of that in the, in the dressing room. But, you know, that, that distance, although you're only an assistant manager and you still have relationships, it's not quite, you know the distance that maybe a manager has, I still felt it was important for me as somebody that had been um, within that dressing room for such a long time that I had to make almost a, spe- a, 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 a special effort to, to actually maybe create a bit more distance than I had to initially. But I just felt it was needed to, to you know, draw the line, if you like, you know, draw the, the boundary lines that, you know, it wasn't Laz the player anymore, it was Laz the coach. And I had to... Uh, you know, from my own mind, but I think for the players' minds also, that that that, that distance, that little bit of distance was there. Um, because my role had changed, you know, it was, it was a totally different uh, thing, uh, being an assistant manager, being a player, and 
um, you know, I've managed that over the over the obviously the months and years now. But um, you know, certainly that first uh, six months in the job, I, I wanted to make sure that that, that um, you know, as I said, that was a conscious effort to to, to make that make that different difference. And it was a fantastic first season for you. Two cup finals, and of course the, the results didn't go your way, but really kind of memorable experiences in terms of the Rangers semi-final, the Betfred Cup and the Aberdeen one for the Scottish Cup. Coming up short to a Celtic team that had gone to to clinch a, the double treble at that time. It was an incredible achievement for Muddle to, to make one cup final, but to make two in the one season, you can't really ask for much more from a first season, can you? No, you can't. And it's funny what I'm saying about when you make the decision uh, to stop playing and you know, I actually remember sitting in the summer and you just think, right, how, you know, you sit with your family and holiday or whatever and you sit, you think, you know, A, you're asking yourself, right, have I made the right call here? That's still going around in your head. And, you know, B, and you think, right, well, how is this actually going to go? You know, if we turn up here and it doesn't go so well and, um, you know, you know how volatile coaching and management is in, in uh, you know, in any, any league, um, you know, league, any league's no different, but, you know, so there's always that wee element there that you just never quite know how it's going to go. But if anything, it probably um, spurs you on even more to make sure it's going to be a success. You know, and and you know to to have that first, uh, you know, first year of the two cup finals uh, was just, you know, it was just fantastic to be a part of it. And you know, it's at the end of a lot of hard work we put the work in, and um, you know, we felt as if we had a group of players. Um, that were so committed to the cause, you know, we got a lot of stick, obviously, around about a playing style at times. But at the end of the day, you know, unfairly, I've got to add, at, at certain times, I still think that that team actually played some pretty exciting football at times. Um, you know, it's just the way it is. Sometimes you, you do that. But what 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 that you can't deny that that team had was in a short period of time because it was a big turnover in that summer was a spirit, uh, you know, a a belief in the group is itself not in any kind of individuals the uh, you know uh, the, the, just that collective of, of spirit that got us to the two cup finals you know and and as a coach being part of driving that obviously with the manager at the helm but being a part of actually molding that and and kind of fostering in that spirit and that collectiveness was you know for my first kind of six months or year in the job was really exciting actually you know to, to be a part of that obviously coaching is just different you know it's just that you, you, your feelings before games after games you, it's just different you know your preparation all week it, it's just a totally different job so the satisfaction that you get and I think that's the word it's not I don't ever think you get too um, high or low it's just when you achieve something like that it's just a sense of satisfaction of the hard work preparation analysis training hours, it's 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 that sense that makes it all worthwhile as a coach and, you know, as I said, yeah, ultimately it never quite worked out. You know, I'm still, the first cup final something that still rankles with me, you know, because I think, um, you know, that was maybe the chance to, uh, the way we played on the day, we felt as if we gave a really good account of ourselves, but, you know, we all know that certain decisions we felt went against us and things like that, but, you know, as a whole, I think it was a special year for the, the the club to get to those two cup finals and to be a coach, to be that first year, to be a part of that. It was just uh, it was just so satisfying, really, to to know that the hard work that you'd put in since going in the summer had 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 paid off. Hey, how does the offer of free beer sound to you? Yes, free beer. Thanks to our friends at Beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash MFC, pay the postage, and what's more, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's a total of 10 free beers. Beer52.com forward slash MFC. The second season was was a bit more mixed. It, it didn't start well. There was, there was criticism levelled, which was utterly absurd looking back at it, but from, from former players coming in and, and accusing people of jobs for the boys and, and such like and obviously the team are struggling on the park as well how difficult was that for you in terms of an outside party that doesn't 
is, is well removed from the football club. He doesn't know the work that's going in behind the scenes. Yes, the, the team weren't performing and results weren't going great. But, but knowing you and, and knowing the, the pride you take in your work and your dedication to your work, it, it must sting when there's kind of uneducated criticism, albeit fans are always going to be disappointed if results aren't going well and ultimately the manager and, and his coaching staff will take a bit of flack for that but to to kind of fire in with with uneducated and and just basically hurtful comments must have must have really stung um no listen you know i think uneducated is a word that you've emphasized there on a couple of occasions and you know for me that's it if somebody wants to come in have a look at uh and i mean that in the sense of uneducated of not knowing how we work you know if somebody wants to come in and 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 have a go at you know a certain aspect of the way we go about it the way we play or set up you know that's fine you know come in for a week's training and have a look and then give us your critique but it's you know if people are the outside that have never seen his work never seen his how we prepare don't see the commitment that we have uh to the football club um you know, and we're not the only coaching team and, 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 and management team that have got that commitment to the football club, but you know, we 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 certainly do do have it. So, and I've got you know, we certainly from my own personal um, thought is that I've got absolutely no idea, eh, sorry, no problem with um, to criticism. You know, it's part of being a professional footballer, and it's certainly part of being a professional coach or manager. That's that just goes with the territory. Um, you know, when it can be frustrating, and I'm not just talking about this one instance, but any instance is when it's unfounded. I mean, it's, there's no actual educated, um, uh, you know, thought behind it. It's just a random, right, uh, you know, that, they're rubbish and, you know, da, 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 da. You know, there's no actual detailed critique behind it or detailed reasoning. So, uh, you know, uh, um you know, uh, criticism like that, it, it doesn't, you know, it hurts more when it's somebody that you actually value their opinion that, that, that critiques you. I think that's that's the thing, you know, somebody that maybe does know how you work and, but, uh, you know, you, you're getting that, still getting a critique. So, you know, that's, it depends who's making the comments, really, how, how much it stings. And if it's somebody that's not really got a clue how we work and who we are as people, then, you know, it doesn't sting at all, to be perfectly honest, you know. So, um, so that's, you know, that's, that's that's by the by and as I said to you at the start of my answer in terms of um you know uh not having the job just for the sake of it you know my my my, my job over the last three years is to, is to be you know the best assistant manager I can be to, to 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 the manager if he's happy with that job I'm happy with that job if everybody, if Alan Burrows and and everybody in the club are happy with that job I'm happy with that job you know anybody out with that uh you know they can have their own thoughts as always it's their opinion um, but certainly, I want to prove to 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 the people that matter on a daily basis that um, yeah, I, um, me personally, I'm good at my job, and the most important person in that is the manager. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean that's it, that's it. And as I say, criticism as a whole, you know, it's part part of the job, and that's that's what we sign up for, particularly in coaching and management side of it. And the thing that really kind of swung that season was the injection of. The younger players, the, the likes of David Turnbull, Jake Hasty, Alan Campbell, was continuing to flourish as well, and it, it just really, it all came together. The, there was a, a new pace and just intensity about the way Mother were playing, and it shot them right up the league. You just narrowly missed out in the top six with a couple of games to go. How how do you find the working with the younger players? You've obviously had that experience with the 17s and the, the 20s in the past. The, the likes of Alan Campbell, it's well documented how dedicated he is to his profession. It, it must be quite satisfying being able to be in that position where you can give the younger guys a, an opportunity and to see them grab it with, with both hands. Obviously, David Turnbull's had an excellent first season. He has done so well to recover from his his injury and, and looks like he's back to it. Jake Hasty earned a move and, and now he's come back to the football club and by all accounts is, is flying in pre-season. So the young players have been given opportunities, but they've really, really excelled when they've been given that chance. 
Yeah, no, de- no, definitely. Um, you know, it's funny we played the you know the commandment game the other the other day, the other preseason game, and you know I think for Barry Maguire, uh, Dave Tumble, Alan Campbell, Jake Casey, they were all playing in that team, and I think back to the under 17s team that I still you know was first involved with, and they were all in that, you know. So you just think you know these guys that at that point you're hoping these boys are going to make their way through, you know, as 15 and 16 year olds. And now to see them, and you know, not just in the team, but you know, having such an impact and in the team, it's just, it's just, it's one of the best feelings you get actually, is just seeing young players fulfil their potential. Um, and you know, you know, hopefully you play a, a very small part in that. Um, that that again, I go back to that word satisfaction. And I think when you see, as I say, them just really pushing themselves and fulfilling their, their potential that's that's one of the aspects of coaching that is so that is so um so gives you that reward you know it just gives you that something that you that you strive for that's what you you put in all the hours for is to see these young guys just really pushing on and you know our, our club over over the last few years has has done a great job at that you know i think you know the number of guys that have that have came through, but but the other thing about it is that they need to be ready, you know. And again, giving the manager praise, I think there's it's picking the right time to 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 put them in. You know, there's some guys that went out and loan and come back and then been ready. Jake Casey being a really good example of that. Out at Aloha, wasn't quite ready, then come back and then get his chance. I think Chris Cadden ended up. He was at Albion Rovers, come back and then really kicked on. David Turnbull, I think, was a big clamour to get David in a lot earlier than he did, but you know the manager held him, held him, and then put him in at the right time. So you know it's always a juggling act a little bit with the with, with the with the younger players as well, getting that timing right, just of of their development against you know when is that right time to put them into the first team. So they're all different; they've all got their own pass, and it's as a as a coach, it's and 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 the manager obviously, it's it's just judging what is the right path for that that particular individual and and getting that timing right but I've got to say on the whole the culture of the young clubs coming in uh, young players sorry coming into the first team environment is has been excellent um you know and again testament to that has to go to to the academy as well uh with Harmy and and, and Clarkie and all the guys at the academy um you know bringing these young guys up because I know they try and instill it as as all the way through you know the values and what it takes to actually become a professional player at Motherwell and um, you know, we've certainly seen the evidence of that of these guys that have come through in recent years. Um, the other big focus has has always been on the recruitment side of things, and and Stephen Robinson said in the past that the model perhaps shopping markets for for guys that are a wee bit rough around the edges maybe have taken a, a dip in their career for whatever reason, and they kind of try and polish them up and build them up to to a stage where ultimately they can be put themselves in the shop window and get back to that kind of level that they were performing at earlier on in their career and you look at the likes of albeit I don't think he was, he was struggling in any way but the likes of Declan Gallagher who's, who's came to Motherwell with maybe a wee bit of baggage around him and he's, he's built himself up he's now the club captain he's been capped for Scotland Chris Long was another one that I heard Stephen Naismith talk about last season that He'd kind of just lost his way at Everton. He was playing in the, the English lower leagues, but he's he's come to Scotland. He's been a regular goal scorer. He, he looks a lot more confident. He's also signed an extension to remain at the football club. So there's a lot of, of success stories from shopping in these these markets. And I know that the work that, that Martin Foyle does gets a lot of a lot of praise. But my understanding of it is as well that you and the manager are, are constantly looking at potential signing targets and, and taking in games and watching back videos it sounds like it's a, a kind of never ending process, you're constantly trying to find additions that will strengthen that squad Yeah yeah. I mean I think never ending is the is the. I think that's coaching in a nutshell, you know, as a whole um, you know, That question and, and, was never ending as well by the way no, no, but, <laughs> Uh, it's all my answers, don't worry. But listen, that that is the element of it, you know, being involved in coaching, uh, 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 you know, certainly management. What I've seen from the inside uh, is never ending, you know, and I mean that on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. You know, it is, 
um, you know, never ending that pursuit, uh, um, you know, be it of to improve a player or to sign a player, as you say, through recruitment. It just, and particularly at a club of our size, it's it is it has to be never ending because you have to. Um, you know, you're in the same marketplace as Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen and, 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 you know, clubs that, you know, have obviously got more resources than you. So, you know, you have to, you have to try and find a way of, 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 um, through contacts, through video, through going to games, as you say, of, of, of trying to get there before these clubs. And, um, because simply we just, when it comes to a straight fight with another team or most other teams, you know, unfortunately we're not going to win it, you know, so, um, so again, it just comes down to hard work. Comes down to hard work in terms of um, you know identifying these players. Um, you know, Martin Foyle, as I said, uh, has done a fantastic job uh, in terms of that uh, down south, along with the manager, obviously. Um, and you know, up here is it, 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 the same in terms of getting out to as many games as you can um, across all the divisions, and and um, you know, and trying to find those little nuggets that you. You possibly think you just get there just before um, you know other teams, and we've always not always got it right. You know, there's other there's guys that have, you know you think in recent you know last couple of years certainly I can think of one or two that we really fancied, and we, we got there just just you know just not in time. So you know the other clubs are trying to do the same as you. So it's a difficult marketplace, but um, you know it, 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 as you said right at the start, it comes down to that never ending never ending pursuit really, and and. Um, in every aspect of the football club and you know luckily uh you know that's that's when you need good people and, and dedicated people and you know for, for a club of our size i think we've got you know we've got them in abundance and um you know thankfully for us it, it's managed to unearth a few a few gems if you like and, and been a big part of the club's you know recent success not only on the part but i think now you find you know hopefully the sustainability and pros you know the the the, the kind of hopefully prosperous future now of the football club being debt free and and able to hopefully build uh you know build uh, moving forward and everything that every kind of element of your job it sounds pretty much all all encompassing and, and just a require a, a hell of a lot of dedication so with that being said how do results affect you like can a can a negative result completely spoil a, a weekend the managers often said that he doesn't get too up after a, a victory and by the same token doesn't get too down after a defeat is it is it important to keep things in perspective and and basically enjoy a bit of your, your free time you're, you're obviously going home to to wife and kids do you have to switch off do you have to just have that perhaps a Saturday evening or a, a Sunday away from the phone and the computer and, and forget about football for a wee bit uh, and how difficult is it to do that yeah I mean I think it is so important you know first and foremost I think it is important to try to do that because um, you know certainly you know, I've found, and I've, I've felt as if I have been somebody that's that's been able to do that, you know, certainly as a player I'm talking about, you know, because even as a player you can get caught up in it, you can get down, and, you know, I did, but, you know, I can remember, I feel as if it has been, a, you know, what a strength, certainly, that you, not to get too down, not to get, and too, being too high is, is a problem as well, you know, that's, uh, you know, treat success and failure as the same imposter and all that, you know, it certainly is, um uh, you know it can be as uh, as dangerous if you like you know giving yourself a pat in the back uh, uh, too much so you know staying on a level and staying on a, a, a that that equilibrium if you like is so important but it is difficult you know you go through a, you know you mentioned that first six months of that second season which was difficult it's hard you know you're, you're because you're so desperate to succeed that um you're putting all the work, you know, you're not, the, the level of your dedication and your commitment to your work doesn't drop, but, you know, football's got so many variables that, you know, results can't, don't quite come for whatever reason. Um, you know, it can be frustrating. Um, so it's, there, there are some difficult times, particularly I've found more so now in the coaching side of it. I'm sure the manager is, you know, times that by a hundred again in terms of the, the responsibility that he feels, uh, uh, you know, but, Throughout all of that, you do need to try and keep that 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 level ahead. Uh, I, I find, you know, having young kids, I found has actually helped me because you can't help but be distracted at times when they're when they're uh, jumping in your head or whatever and annoying you, wanting you to um, 
buy them Xbox points every two minutes or whatever it may be. Um, but so I actually find that helps me. But it's it, it's difficult, but it is so important, particularly when you're at a club that. Uh, you know the big thing for us is development developing these you know the players every day every week regardless of results we want to improve uh, with every single training session so trying to keep that mindset is is so important um and and in terms of winning you know my last point on it is as i said before i don't think as a as a coach or manager you you get as high as you did as a player you know that is one thing that i've found because you automatically start thinking about the next game, you know, in terms of your preparation, your training, uh, you know, how the guys are going to recover from that game, how the guys that never played, how do we get, you know, their, their, how's their training going to look the following week? So, you know, what I've found is that you do think about the process a lot more from the coaching side of it, whereas as a player, you go and win a game on a Saturday and it's yee-haw, you know, until the Monday morning you turn up, whereas, you know, as a coach, uh, certainly it's... There's uh, a lot more to consider for the for the coming week and, and how you're going to beat the next opponent. Um, you know, so certainly I think that's one thing that that that, that level of uh, elation, if you like, doesn't doesn't ever really get that too far ahead of you. Uh, you know, too far too far ahead of yourself. So um, so yeah, it's, it's different pressures, um, but you know, trying to stay in that level is is really important. And across the football club, there's a real emphasis on. And people continuing to improve and, and continuing to learn. And I've, I've noticed through Twitter over the the course of lockdown, you're doing Spanish courses. You're, you're, see, you're, see, <laughs> and that's we'll, it. That's it. We'll, just, we'll put a pin in it after that. <laughs> <laughs> is is that important to you, kind of personally, that you do continue to to learn in the role and? And improve in that way. I know that you've completed your A license. There is, is personal development. Is is that something that you take a, a real pride in? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I um, I think lockdown again. That's the reason I, I started the you know the, the the Spanish course actually as well. You know, in terms of lockdown and. Lockdown gave a, a good chance to reflect and, and, and sit back and take that, that chance. As I said before, you don't really, when you're in it, you don't really get too much of a chance to sit and reflect and, right, what am I doing well? What am I not doing so well? What can I get better at? And, uh, you know, Spanish wasn't the first thing that came to mind, to be honest with you, but at least the opportunity to come up to do the uh, to do the course. And it was actually something that I did when I during my pro licence. When I completed my pro licence, I, I, you know, you had to pick a language and Spanish is what I picked. And, uh, so I took the opportunity in lockdown to, to to bring it back, if you like, and go back to it, and and um, you know I've 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 enjoyed it. Um, again, something that you know I think it is important to, to 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 keep learning, whatever that may be. You know, the language, how much is it going to help me in, in the coaching? I don't know. Who knows? You never know further down the line. But I think it's the importance of continue to learn, continue to develop. Um, in any way you can and when I'm talking about the importance of, of people improving at, at our football club that I mean that goes for the coaches as well you know uh, you know I, I firmly put myself in that bracket and you know it's it's and I think that's important for the players to see as well it's important that the players see that you're as committed to improving as they you know as you're you're trying to get out of them and you know if if, if they know that you're doing all you can to improve yourself then I think that can only help when you're you're asking them to commit to to improving on a daily basis. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think that's improving. I think it's important that the the you know the manager see that his coaches are still want to learn as much as they can. And and um, you know, certainly I'm I'm in that boat. I want to try and improve and and develop in it in in any way that I can. And and you know that comes with experience, obviously, and time and the job, but. You know any other um, you know extracurricular stuff that you can do. Um, you know I think it also helps to keep your brain fresh and keep keep moving forward as a uh, and developing as a coach. I was kind of hoping that it was actually due to Andrea Sydney Estad joining in the project uh, <laughs> or something like that. But uh, it's a bit of a disappointment, really. No, quite the wage the wage demands is a wee stalling with the agent. I think you know, but we'll we'll see what happens. Ah, uh, when, when you can brush up. 
a wee bit more, then hopefully your negotiations will improve. <laughs> That's the problem. Maybe I'm negotiating up the way or something like that, and the club will <laughs> negotiate down. I don't know. Maybe there's been a misunderstanding, but anyway. Ah, well, well, I'm sure you'll get it sorted. How, <laughs> how much do you take from the managers that you played under in terms of wee things that, that they did? Is, is that something that you you adapt to the way that you coach and, and things like training sessions and match preparation? Um, a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, I mean, my honest answer to that is I hear so many coaches talking about this and, and um, you know, listen, I've said it in the past and I think you do take influences from certain ones, but I don't actually think you take that much. You know, I think the important thing for me is as a coach, I think you are who you are. You know, I think the important thing is to be the best you, you know, version of you, if you like. And don't get me wrong, I think maybe even subconsciously you've been moulded by the managers that you've had. And um, and don't get me wrong, as you say, there'll, there'll be a training session or a drill or a way a, a coach handed a certain, you know, team talk or a bit of motivation or, you know, a, a certain situation. Uh, you know, these little individual moments I think you can pick. But in terms of your overall, um, you know, the way you go about your work, I don't think, um, you know, I'm talking for me personally anyway, I don't think my managers that I've had have moulded me too much. You know, I think I think uh, what's important, I think, is to be genuine, to be, you know, the best version of yourself that you can be. And, and that's certainly... Um, what I'm trying to do um, and you know I've, I'm working alongside a fantastic manager a great staff um, and I think that's a, the thing that I've I, I, I've been lucky with in terms of my role going into the club you know the staff that we've got round about us from the manager to Morris Ross to um, Craig Chinchcliffe the goalkeeping coach um, you know go back Stevie Craig and uh, Steve McManus uh, Demo Ducaro, who's in just now, Andy Bowles, strength and conditioning coach for a club of our size. Uh, I think the the in terms of the people that we've got at the club and have had at the club, I think have been a, of a really good calibre, a really high calibre. And um, you know, to work alongside them, I, I would say I've probably been more influenced from my peers in this last three years, really, than I have been of the you know my previous managers. So, I mean, that's obviously an ongoing process in terms of the way you're, you're moulded as a coach, but. Uh, as I said before, the underlying, uh, you know, the principle or the, the most important thing, I think, is to be yourself. And, and um, because I think that shines through to the players. You know, I think if you try and imitate someone else in particular, uh, you know, I think you'll, you know, eventually that that will, um, you know, that will trip you up. Um, so, um, so, you know, I think that's that's really important to be to be yourself, really. Uh, and just because we move towards wrapping things up. A really good season last season, securing Europa League qualification. You've got the chance for the first time to, in a coaching capacity, to to manage in Europe. But don't really know the circumstances in terms of the permutations could well be quite different from from the normal qualifying stages. Put it that way. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Mother would already have played the early stages of the qualifying and any normal season uh, but you've got that one leg tie at the end of, of August it's, a, it's another challenge it'll be another challenge for the manager to to lead the team into Europe as well a, a really exciting time ahead no as as it's it's um it's a bit weird really to be honest you know it's it's you know it's coming but it doesn't feel as if it's coming yet you know as you say you're usually you know, we'd be right in amongst the European thing. The now, you know, you'd be preparing for it, and and um, uh, you know, certainly as a player, that was always your thing. You come back, and you know, your European game was 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 almost certainly always your first game back. So um, to have Europe, but not of to be involved in it yet, has been has been a bit strange. Then you know, it's going to be a one-off game. You know, unfortunately, there's going to be any fans there, so it's it is going to be different. But listen, you know, the closer we get to it, I think once we get um, uh, a little bit closer to it. They actually finished this year's competition, which again adds a little bit of uh, surrealism to it. They've not even finished this year's competition, and uh, you know you're talking about starting next year. So, uh, as I said, I'm sure you know the closer we get to it, I think you know I just can't wait. Is to be honest with you, I can't wait to 
uh, you know, as we've spoken about before, luck, you never ever thought I'd get the chance to play in it. So now, you know, having done that and now having the chance to, to, to prepare the team or be a part of that preparation of the team uh, to, to play a game in Europe is, is going to be really exciting, actually. And, and, um, and something different, obviously, you know, you play against different styles of football from all different, you know, backgrounds, cultures, and, and you know, that's certainly going to be a different challenge for us, but something as a, uh, as a coach that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, actually. And, and um, you know, it's just a shame that the fans, doesn't lose if the fans are going to be involved in it. Um, you know, just fingers crossed, hopefully we can... We can get through to a point that, that, that ultimately the fans are allowed because it's uh, it's just such a shame that that um, you know they're going to miss out certainly in this first leg and um, you know because to me you go through that hard work to qualify into Europe for for that exact reason is to is to all be in it together with the fans and get that chance to to travel and and uh, you know make it the special experience that that is so as I say yeah hopefully we can we can get through. Get through the the, the rounds to, to allow uh, you know the fans to 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 enjoy that experience as well because it's certainly something that I'm looking forward to. And in terms of following up on a, a third place finish, it, it's a, certainly a big ask. You set the bar very high last season and finishing third place. A, a, a challenging time ahead to to try and replicate that success, but the manager seems to be building a a good young squad. Uh, the, the reviews of the, the games and of course unfortunately no one's been able to see them out with that because of the, the current situation but there seems to be a real positive feel about Motherwell just now is there confidence within the camp that well third place might be a, a real challenge it can be another successful season and things can continue to move in a very positive direction yeah, you know, that, I mean, the short answer to that is yes. Um, you know, we, as I said before, earlier in the, uh, you know, in the interview, we still feel as if individually in this team, there's, you know, a lot of scope for improvement. Um, and, you know, obviously collectively then also. Um, uh, and that's what excites, you know, I know it excites the manager, it excites myself, uh, um, you know, the other coaches. Is uh, you know we know there's more more in the tank. You know we, we're certainly not going to turn around and start setting targets of right. We're going to finish third. You know that's not what it's about for us. What it's about is continuing to develop those players and and see where it takes us. You know and and um, but what we have uh, you know doubt about is these players are capable. You know they're capable of providing another exciting season uh, on all fronts. Hopefully, um, and as I said, well from the evidence that we've seen in pre-season. Um, you know, in terms of the the condition that they come back on, the hunger that seems to be there, certainly in the way they're they're going about their training. Um, you know, that's what excites us as a staff, certainly as a coaches and, and manager. Um, that you know that that, that improvement is still there. So, um, you know, I'm sure if you ask most coaches, and managers, they're all probably seeing similar things. But um, you know, we can only we can only give you my opinion, obviously, and I'm certainly looking forward to the. The, the new season very much and 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 think um you know it can be a really exciting one um so you know the signs are good as I say them you know possibility of maybe one more uh, coming in um but even if that wasn't the case there's certainly a a young exciting squad there and 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 one that uh you know but we just can't wait for the season to start now and we mentioned Declan Gallagher earlier on he's obviously taken up the role as as captain as someone that was captain yourself is there a kind of input from yourself in, in terms of just helping Declan in the, the early stages of his captaincy he, he doesn't seem like a, a very shy retiring guy put it that way uh, yeah. but well I mean if, if, if I could actually point? get if I could actually get a word in with him I'd maybe give him a bit <laughs> of advice you know but he usually starts talking with it you know but no listen he's he, he deserves it he's been um you know he's been he's been fantastic for, for, for us. You know the, as you mentioned before, I think um, you know I even think a few eyebrows were raised when we signed them. To be perfectly honest, of of um, you know why we were signing them and da 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 and you know for him to to then come and have the impact as you say, even uh, you know ultimately ending up in you know an international call up. Uh, you know it shows you the impact he's had, and, and that was both on and off the park. And you know I think ultimately. 
the reason, you know, him him and then alongside Trevor being the vice captain is, you know, there's two really experienced, uh, you know, international players there now to, to drive the, the dressing room forward. And you do need that, you know. I think I think captains sometimes. You know, people think that they're kind of overrated nowadays and you know, there's no too much need for them. But, you know, I disagree with that. You know, I do think there needs to be a drive. Uh, there's certainly less of them about, less types, you know, less captain type, if you like. Uh, but certainly Declan is one of those. As I said, along with Trevor, uh, you know, along with probably young Alan Campbell, you know, kind of captain of the young team, if you like. Uh, you know, there's guys in that dressing that really drive in. It's so important because it can't always come from the coaches. You know, it's so important that there's a drive from within that dressing room. Um, and uh, you know, I think Declan leading that alongside the guys that I've mentioned there is, is uh, you know, is hopefully hopefully going to kick Declan on again himself in terms of his own responsibilities. Something I certainly found as a captain, something that I I relish, something that I felt did give me an extra five percent or ten percent, whatever be it. Um, you know, we are certainly hoping that's the case with Declan, and you know, uh, you know, he's came back, he's got that. He's got that character, as we've mentioned earlier now. He's, he's got that, but that's good. You know, you need that as well. You need that character in the dressing room. You need that person that's that's going to uh, keep the place lively and, and uh, push it, uh, give it a, a kick up there, whatever, when it needs it. Um, but also keep it bubbling when things are going well. And, and I, I, I think Declan's a perfect guy to do that. And um, You know, as I said, looking forward to seeing, seeing how Declan push on personally himself uh, with that armband on. And just finally, it must feel quite remarkable that it's it's already been three years. It's, uh, it's certainly you've managed to fit in a hell of a lot in that that relatively short period of time in a footballing sense, anyway. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It's it's um, you know I, I think we've we've touched on it throughout the uh, conversation of the kind of incessant nature of it. So you don't get too many chances to sit down and. And think right. What has the last three years been like? It's all it's all about you know onto the next one, onto the next game, onto the next training session, onto the next video analysis. So um, you know that's certainly still where I feel I'm at at the moment. It's not about um, you know I, I know we've reminisced about the cup finals etc. But you know it's it's not about looking back for us. It's about looking forward with this young hungry squad um, and uh, you know and hopefully being a part of future successes. So. Uh, you know, looking forward to the season, and you know, ho- hopefully, looking forward to uh, you know another three years and more. Who knows? You know, no football is volatile, as uh, as we said before, uh, a volatile business. But certainly, um, you know, not looking forward to this next season and beyond, and and hopefully making some uh, you know some more some more special moments in uh, you know at Fir Park and and um, you know uh, other places, other venues in Scotland, shall we say? But uh, you know, let's wait and see. Keith, I wish you all the very best with it. Thank you very much for your time, mate. No problem, Andy. Cheers. one day